Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Home Education Matters. Today we have episode two of our mini-series Parenting with Possibilities with Sarita Patney and I'm really pleased today to be following on from our previous chat which was about the importance of allowing your child space and accessibility to their emotions and today we're going to be talking a little bit following up on that just a little bit about what your role is in those conversations as the recipient of the emotions and as the the person holding the space for your child to be able to explore their emotions and then we're also going to talk a little bit about the importance of centering yourself conscious anger and knowing what to let go of when you're parenting. And so I'm very excited that Sarita is going to be talking us through those things today. So Sarita, hello, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. And let's go straight into talking about the role of the listener or the parent in these emotional conversations that we were talking about last time. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be back. Yes, the role of the parent. It's um, from what I've discovered that the parent is really there to to hold the space and to create a safe container where where a child can really let loose and express and release and allow anything that needs to come up to to be to be witnessed and so yeah the role is to be a witness to be an observer to be non-judgmental to really just be this neutral being that is it's almost like a beacon it feels like I I'm, I'm the lighthouse for my children when they're going through that emotional outburst or whatever emotion that needs to be processed and yeah it they they sometimes might it might be attacking me and my role is really to to keep and this actually links on to what I want to talk about later but it's this being centered and keeping myself in my center being grounded and not being caught into their story so really having this having my bubble of space and really knowing that energetically they're not coming into that they're they, they're next to me and I'm holding space for them, but that doesn't mean that I have to allow them energetically into my space and get caught up in the drama and the story with them. I think as parents, mm-hmm. we sometimes find ourselves doing one of two things in response. I think sometimes we will try to guess the emotions. Oh, you must be feeling this or oh, you must be feeling that. And then the other thing we do is we immediately try to problem solve, you know, you know, the, the sort of soothe resolve kind of thing that goes on that starts from when they're very very young and extends really to to I mean my mother still does it to me now you know this this idea of if if uh, if a child is upset no matter what age they are you want to try to clear away that upset by solving the issue yeah and I think a lot of that comes from ourselves being so uncomfortable with with feelings and especially big feelings that can be visibly seen and heard it's so it it triggers 
quite possibly and I know for me it, it still happens but it, it triggers my own childhood trauma of not being allowed to express or feel any feelings and always being oh don't cry or if I did cry I remember always someone trying to help me stop crying you know trying to find something that would you know in inverted commas make me feel better because crying was bad and I that's what we we really touched on last time was just this idea of good and bad and right and wrong and this is actually stepping into it again this is a part of stepping onto that new map of what feelings and emotions are that when you can accept that that they're okay and allow for them you, you're not making them right or wrong or good or bad and and really the only way that I've discovered to do that is to process my own childhood traumas my own relationship with my feelings so by as if I allow myself to feel more of my sadness or my anger or my fear and even my joy then I definitely have more capacity to hold space so yeah that's what I'm noticing is that as I'm processing my own feelings and emotions more I have more capacity to hold the space for my children to go through it because I I'm not caught up in 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 my own trauma it doesn't trigger my own trauma when I when they're sad or when they're angry or when they have any sort of feelings come up it doesn't trigger the oh you're not allowed to be sad or oh you're not allowed to express your anger and then going into the the survival strategy and the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, I have to fix this. I think that uh, when it comes to problem solving, I'm, ass I'm assuming that the, the place for that is after the emotions have been processed. So there's still a place for helping your child to solve the problem, but it comes after, after they've had the space to just feel their emotions. Um, the answer to that is kind of yes and no because you you give them space to feel feel their emotions as they come up and and then what it what i've noticed is i i then also give them give my children space to find their own solution because it's it's their problem or and and it's not really even a problem it's their maybe we could word it as challenge or their yeah, whatever it is that they're facing, but it it also feels more empowering to let to let my children find their own solutions. And so again, it's rather than me being the one that that offers solutions, I I really use questions a lot more. Um, you know, what 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 was that about? And and a lot of the time, actually, once the feeling has passed, that there, there isn't anything else. They they usually just go off it and and they're done and they just they just need a hug and then they just want to go and go <laughs> and and get on with something it, it almost feels but yes if there is something there then it's using questions um to to help them navigate what what might what they might think as a solution and if they can't find one then, then I would ask them, would you like some possibilities? Like, would you like some options? And, and then I would maybe share. But I, I've definitely trying to be more conscious of not being the fixer, not stepping into this role of I can, I can be, I'm the one that finds the solution because I, 
again, so much of this is about empowering our children to to be able to find their own solutions and make their own decisions and choices. And I found that as I'm doing that more and more, they're able to navigate situations with more ease and and not rely on me so much, which is which I think is such a big part of home education as well as so many parents, we choose this because we want our children to be independent. And and usually home, home educated children are in so many ways. But I feel like this is this is one step further where they can be even more empowered and even more independent um, in navigating things. And, and another thing actually that I remembered we touched on last time was was using the completion loop. And and this is a really simple tool, which is where all you do is you just repeat back what your child says and without without adding your own judgment onto it. So, you know, you, you might ask your, your child, what are you feeling right now? Or what what you know, yeah, what what what's going on for you now? And whatever they say back, oh, I'm I'm feeling angry because you know, so-and-so took my toy. And and so you could say, oh, you feel angry because your friend took your toy. And and if that's what they want, if that's what they meant, if that's what they really wanted to say, they'll say, yes, 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 I'm angry because he took my toy. And and what that gives you is um, it gives the confirmation that they've been heard, that you've listened to them, and you haven't offered them any, you haven't, and, and it sounds like a really big word to say this, but you haven't manipulated the situation in any way by putting your own judgment in. You've really, all you've done is just said to them what you heard them say without putting your own opinion or your own perspective into that. And and that is also really powerful because so often when we try and find a solution, we're finding a solution because we see it from our perspective and it's not necessarily the same perspective that our children see. We, we make assumptions. I think it's interesting because this is a technique that I actually teach um, my, my couples that I do relationship coaching with. And it's very difficult for adults to do this. I mean, it's very difficult for anyone to do it because what, when you, it sounds such a simple technique, but when you try it, it's actually very difficult not to go beyond what you've heard and layer in your own interpretation. And there was a couple of things that you mentioned there. I really got the important, I really got the sense of how important questioning is um, in order to help your child to feel empowered. And this idea that you you ask them questions that then allows them to find the answers that they are wanting rather than you to try to give them the answers that you might want them to find. And I think those two ideas of questioning and empowerment I get the impression that they are also key in this idea of centering yourself which is quite often about asking yourself questions isn't it us almost having a kind of internal dialogue with yourself so tell us a little bit about the importance of centering yourself and conscious anger yeah and so we touched on conscious anger last time in our last call and so it's a really basic it's like a basic practice that we could all you know, really easily implement into our lives on a daily basis. It doesn't take very long. But the idea of centering 
is to really bring you back into your body because so often energetically we are in the future we're in the past we're with another person like you know thinking about a conversation that you had or did I upset this person because I did this or these are the things that I need to get ready for tomorrow or next week or I don't I don't know how I'm going to get enough money to pay for our holiday next year like you know wherever it may be but so often our our energy is split like we're we're in many many different directions and what that prevents us from doing is being really present and in the moment and and it's the same thing with when your when your children are are going through feelings is that if we're not really present and centered and grounded in our body then we cannot hold space or i cannot because that's what i've discovered is when i'm not in my body a lot of the time i'm in my head like my energetic my energy is in my head i'm in my mind and i'm overthinking rather than being more present in my body and navigating the space with like intuitively with my feelings and being able to read read what's going on energetically i'm trying to to process it in my mind and whenever i do that i cannot hold i'm triggered i'm triggered by my children i'm triggered by people and then there's always this emotional reaction and I cannot hold that that neutral space. And so to to be able to be centered, grounded and bubbled, we, you use your conscious anger. That that's what you use to do that. It's a it's one of the basic practices. Um and one of the first things that you learn in in in, in a rage club like I talked about last week and, and it's it's one of the first it, trainings it's it's really just a training it's training yourself to to do it and if you want i can i can talk you through the process right now it doesn't it really doesn't take long and you can do it many times a day yeah that would be wonderful yeah talk us through that because it sounds really okay yeah and so the the first thing would be to really just have your socks off your shoes off and and feel your feet on the ground like it's really important to be barefoot and on the ground and We'll just start by, I just invite you to close your eyes and and begin by just taking a breath. And just be aware of your breath going in and out. And just take, yeah, take another breath in and out. And become aware now of your physical center. And that is a point in your body, three fingers below your belly button, in between your hips and in the center of your body. It's a fixed point and it does not move. And you can you can place a hand there just so that you really know where that space is, where that place is in your body. And now the next breath that you take in, just breathe all the way down to your physical center. And then breathe out from that place too. Yeah. And now become aware of your energetic center. And your energetic center, it it moves. It's, it's not fixed. It can be in the past in the future, it can be with a person, 
it can be split in many different directions. And I'm going to invite you to, to use your hands, to use your fingers and point. Where is your energetic center? Where can you feel it as you scan right now? And, and you may be pointing in lots of different directions. Yeah, and take your time to really just notice where your energy is. And now use your intention. And your intention is your conscious anger at a very low percentage, maybe 5% of your conscious anger. And bring all of your energy back from wherever it may be and bring it into a ball in front of your eyes. And, and you, you can use your hands to pull it back. So you can really reach out wherever it is and just bring your energy back and let it form a ball in front of your eyes. Yeah, and take your time. Okay. And now use your intention again to take your energetic center and place it on your physical center. And this is not imaginary. You are doing this. You're making a conscious decision to place your energy on your physical center. You're taking it back into your body. And you will feel it almost like a click into place. And you are now centered. This is the feeling of being centered. And now I'm going to take you on to the next part of this process, this practice, which is to be grounded. And so on the count of three, you use your clicker to declare a grounding cord, which goes from your center to the center of Gaia. And this grounding cord is straight and about three centimeters in diameter. So on the count of three, click your cord. One, two, three. My cord, it ha this cord has a color. And again, it's not imaginary, it just has a color. And my cord is orange. Do you know the color of yours, Ellen? My, my cord is purple, even though I don't actually like purple, but for some reason my cord is purple, yeah. Thank you. So you are now grounded. And this cord allows energy, information to flow it's really information to flow between you and Gaia, you and the earth, and it flows both ways. And now the next step. So you're now, you're centered, you're grounded. And the last part of this practice is to be bubbled. So on the count of three, you will use your clicker again to declare your bubble of personal space. And this bubble goes above, below, in front, behind. It completely encapsulates you. And it only contains your energy and information. And it can be as far away from your body as you need it to be. It's your, bu your bubble of personal space, your energetic bubble. So on the count of three, declare your bubble. One, two, three. And you can just scan your bubble. And if there are any holes, you can use your clicker to fix them. 
if there's any energy that should not be there that's not yours, use your clicker to remove it. So just take your time, scan your bubble. And you can just use your clicker to remove anything that should not be there that's not yours. And you are now bubbled. I feel gloriously alone <laughs> in a really nice way. I felt as when you mentioned the bubble, I, I felt an almost visceral wanting to stretch my arms out because my bubble is quite big. I made my bubble mm. really quite large, about two meters, I think probably. And so I had this mm. lovely sense of space all around me. It was really, it was very lovely. I've never done anything like that. It was, I can imagine that something like that would be so helpful if you, if everything is feeling quite overwhelming in the home and you've just got a few minutes to go up into your bedroom or into the bathroom and just have a few minutes on your own. And I think an exercise like that would be so helpful, for, you know, for those times. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's claiming your space back. And, and so often uh, as mothers, we, we let, of, we let people, our children, into this personal space. And it it's a bit, I mean, for me, it was a big thing because I um, I felt like I had to, like I almost felt like I was not allowed to have my own personal space as a mother because my children had rights over me. But I'm really slowly learning that I can still be a mother and it doesn't mean I don't love them and I don't care about them and I don't want the best for them but I can still protect my own personal space and my energy. And, and actually when I do this, I can give them more because I'm not training myself. I'm not, I'm not feeling exhausted. I'm not feeling tired. And so much of that was just allowing people into this energetic space that was mine and, and giving my energy away and, and having my energy split in so many different directions. And yes, it's just, it, it's been, um, a big learning curve and and I'm still on that learning curve like it, it's still a daily practice for me that I need to do and and I do it many times a day it, it's not just once it, it's something it's very easy to to give your center away to a, a situation or to other people and so it's really it's like this constant claiming it back and actually an example that I can give you is I'm, I'm traveling at the moment. I'm, I'm in India and I'm with family. And just yesterday I was having a discussion or a conversation, I should say, with my aunt. And we were trying to figure out when we'd last seen each other, which was my sister's wedding. And trying to figure out when my sister got married. And, and suddenly I thought, oh, yeah, I've got the date. I was pregnant with my second daughter. She was born in 2015. So it was December 2014. It, it could only be that that time. And my aunt was adamant that it was December 2015. And at the first few times I went, but no, I was trying to explain myself. And then suddenly I I realized I was getting caught in a conversation and I, I centered, grounded and bubbled myself, did it very quickly. And that's one thing, the more you practice, you can do it very fast. And and then I just, it it really, then then I realized I had choice and I didn't have to continue this, disagreement and 
I was, you know, did I really want to ca- carry on debating a date? And and I decided, no, I, I, it's taking away energy and I'm not, not interested in that. So I then suddenly had clarity and I could say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That was the date and move on to something else. And it was really, it was just as simple and as easy, easy as that, but it took me a bit longer to realize, like I, I almost got sucked into someone trying to take my energy. And, and then the minute I did that, it was over. <laughs> I think that ability to recognize when you need to let something go and not get too hung up and in the, you know, it's, I remember when, when I was a teenager in, in, in my parents' bathroom, they had little books, you know, like different sort of books. And they had, they had a book that was something like, don't sweat the small stuff or something. It was really popular in the nineties. And um, it's this idea, I think, isn't it, of recognizing, picking your battles, which is a slightly more negative way of looking at it, but just recognizing when to let things go and when when it's not a battle that needs to be fought, because ultimately, like you say, it ends up actually bothering you in a in a disproportionate way to to the actual the size of the issue. Yes. And I think for me, this practice, it's such a simple tool, but it's almost like this instant reality check. It's it's like, oh, suddenly someone turned the light on. Like I was, you know, you're walking, you're almost like you're treading in the dark and you you're just following the way you think it should be. And then suddenly you, you center ground and bubble and suddenly you, you see other options that you didn't think that were even possible before. So it really can help navigate situations on the go. I think there's an assumption sometimes that it will be a frustrating process if you do that. But I found it the opposite. I find it very liberating, just like, you know, with you and your aunt, there's a feeling of empowerment and liberation when you're able just to step away and say, you know what, it just doesn't matter. You know, it's okay. It's okay that she's wrong. I'm right. I'm wrong. She's right. It, none of it matters. Yeah, exactly. And and also, I think it's it's just it's the choice. It's like being able to say, I I choose not to continue this conversation anymore. Like. It was really just that. And yeah, exactly what you said. It's just, it's not about being right and wrong. It's more about, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. I think some of the most empowering techniques as such, or things that we learn as parents are often the most simple. And I think that that mm. ability to recognize when it's okay just to step away and when that's better for better for everyone not not to just hammer a hammer a conversation to death to try to establish what's right and what's wrong or who who said what or who said this and and i think our children can learn that as well when they're navigating conflicts with their siblings yes absolutely well, thank you so much, Sarita. That exercise was lovely and I intend to to employ it regularly to create this gorgeous bubble around me, which was a very satisfying process. And I already feel like it's still here, which is really nice. <laughs> so thank you yes. so much. And I look forward to our next episode uh, on Parenting with Possibilities. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elena. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day. Bye.